Hi there and welcome to Don't Look Down, the positive podcast that is tackling the taboo and the stigma around mental health. And I'm chatting to a variety of really interesting people and they're sharing their stories of how they keep everyday life together after some quite traumatic experiences. It's filled with um, lots of inspiration and heartache as well as how you come out the other side. So you find me on a Friday evening recording this in my kitchen and I'm just about to eat a curry which is my favourite food and I have listened back to Grace Sturdy's interview that we did last year. Now Grace is one of the funniest and most beautiful young women I know and she has agreed to share with us how she battles with bouts of depression. One minute she's up, the next minute she's down. Where this is all stemmed from and also her experience of domestic abuse in her first series relationship. What you see is what you get with Grace. There will be some really funny stories, but also some heartbreaking ones, which will resonate with anyone who's ever hidden behind laughter. So welcome to Don't Look Down and enjoy this interview. on the Don't Look Down podcast this week. We are very close friends and we met at a place we worked together in Henley in Arden Arden about how many years ago? Five or six years ago? Yes. And we've stayed in touch. We did. And we've had some very, very funny moments. Very fun moments. And... um, Grace is 26, I'm nearly 39, doesn't matter about the age difference, and um, today I want to talk to Grace about bouts of, yeah, life, life, young life, my life, Grace's life, and um, being in the wrong kind of relationships, yes, knowing when you're in the wrong relationships and how to get out of them, yeah, and just being light-hearted and enjoying life, um, Grace is now um, moved to Redditch. She's just moved into her own house and doing really well for herself. But we're also talking about bouts of depression and um, Grace is one of the funniest, most beautiful women I know. Stop and it. at times where I've really struggled, Grace, you have given me very good advice. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I always start the podcast with most people. What are you most grateful for? What three things and why? What three things? What three things are you most grateful for in life that might make you happy, that... This is going to sound really stupid. No. But I'd probably say Frankie. Good. I knew you was going to say it. My little dog. I literally, she has changed my world. Obviously, I'm a very depressive person. Not always. Not always, but I'm very manic depressant. So one minute I'm really happy and the next week I don't really want to get out bed mm. so it's very high very low I'm on very high strong medication so that messes with me as well so mm. it makes me really tired and miserable and grumpy and just cry for no reason so I think oh, she has changed my life just made me really happy gave me something a little bit more to live for so she's definitely one obviously my mum yeah 
Um, just because mums are just amazing, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, her, obviously she's suffered with depression as well, not as much as me, but she has suffered with depression, so I think she understands, do you know what I mean? She knows yeah. when I'm having, like, a bad day and yeah. when I'm snappy. She knows I'm not just being a bitch, that I'm actually, you know... Struggling that day. Struggling that day. Um, the third thing, really... Um, I don't really know. It's like... I don't know, because I'm quite a recluse, so I don't like to... Do you know what I mean? I don't really like... It can be anything. It could be music. That's one of mine. It could be a happy place that you go to. It could be makeup. It could be clothes. It yeah, could anything like, that you. Yeah, probably like makeup. Holiday. It's probably like makeup and stuff like that. You know, when you get your hair done, like my hair and things like yes. that. Because I am like, if I look a bit good, I feel a bit better for myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You um, always look good, though, Grace. I don't. I have no makeup on right now. And you look good. Um. So yeah. So probably that, but my hair is really like materialistic and really like, oh my god, my hair. She reinvents Grace for the record, reinvents her hair. I do. A lot. I, I feel like had... I need a new hair colour. Yeah, at the I'm moment like... it's kind of a ginger, ginger um colour. Yeah, which is quite a, a mid long, mid length. Yeah. And then we've I've had, had pink. pink, blonde, blonde natural. Black. Yes. Black. Victoria Beckham, Beckham Barb. style barb. Yeah. Um, there's been lots. I've just had everything. You have. And it always suits you. So yeah, Grace is easily recognised. She's lying! Whatever she says is not true! <laughs> it is. You'll see from the pictures. Um, so, let's start this off with, tell me about your upbringing um, and what school days were like for you in your learning journey. Primary school was lovely. Because you're just young and everything's wonderful. Um, my mum and dad broke up when I was about five, so I've had a divorce. And I think, in a, in hindsight, it's probably better that they did. They never suited, you know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, they would have broken up anyway. Yes. They didn't. You wouldn't put my mum and dad together. So I'm glad that they broke up when I was younger. So I didn't really understand what was going on. Mm. And so I missed all that, you know, the bad tension and stuff like that. Yes. So they had a divorce, broke up. I think there was a bit of a tension, um, but now they're absolutely fine. But my primary school days um, were fine, really. I mean, I was a bit of a thicko, uh, but I think when you're younger, you're a bit like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. And now I'm just like, if someone says to me to do something, I'm like, fuck off, I'm stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you, do you feel that that's not so much being thick, though? Do you think that's more of a confidence thing? No, I actually generally am thick. Like, you know... <laughs> You're not, no, Grace. No, because, you know, there's some people are like... We've had this conversation so many times. Yeah, but you know, some people are like, oh, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm really clever and I'm really thick and stupid. Like, I'm not the brightest in the fucking class. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, but that's that what I mean. You're but it doesn't bother me though. No. Like, I was on the thick tables basically, but I still got all my GCSEs. Yes, so you know, exactly. I always had to work a lot harder because I knew I was stupid. Yeah. So the capabilities there. Yeah, like I'll get it, but I'll just get there like a year later. In your own time. Yeah, in my own time. But long do you time. think that matters? Um, I think when you're back at school, there's so much pressure, isn't there, with your yes. GCSEs? You know, you've got. But basically, it means shit. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. Obviously, unless, unless you, you want to be a doctor. Unless you obviously yeah. want to be like a, you know, a you doctor know. or yeah. a lawyer and you need to get into college and whatnot, which, let's face it, not most people want to do. So, um, but what the point that I want to try and get to as well is you can have somebody that is super intelligent yeah. but not have confidence and not yeah, have people skills. Yeah. Whereas I feel that it wouldn't matter what job, I mean, within reason, you know, people gave you. Yeah. You would be okay because you've got people skills. And yeah. I've seen that because we work together. Mm. Like when we used to do the events, mm. you know, people naturally would come up to you because you've got that confidence and you can talk to people. And you've got common sense. There's intelligence. Oh, yeah, I've got a lot of common sense. You have. And that gets but you through life. I'm street smart. I'm not book smart, you know. Well, no, but you've got by and you've done well for yourself. So, and I also think you you also said about primary school school being wonderful. It's changed now. Oh, massively! There's Everything's so, changed. There's yeah. so many pressures. Even 
for the young people because obviously the schools are want to get these awards and all that results. That's it. So there's just so much pressure, like even on GCSEs and stuff like. There's so much pressure. There like, oh my god, I'm never gonna get a job. And it's like, really? You will get a you job. Get a you job. will get okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. There's just so much pressure on kids. There is a lot more, and I think that it's important to let kids be kids. Um, yeah. We were fortunate to you have them that. Just make mistakes and stuff, and just yeah. yeah not we're not all the same, are we? No way. So um, okay, so do you think? That your parents, although you didn't suffer the bad environment and the atmosphere, mm. and you knew it was the right thing for your mum and dad, do you think though it, it did affect you in any way with you not having your dad because I think you lived with your mum? Yeah. Well, I think ideally you want your mum and dad to be together when you know when you're younger and you want a family home and you want yes. to get all this. So ideally, it must have affected me, um, like long term, like you know not being committed in a relationship and things like that. But like. I don't know, I don't think it's majorly affected me. I think because they get along so well now, like it's my mum's dad my mum's friends with my dad's wife, so no, it hasn't like affected me massively. Like, yeah. you know, some people get really you know, yeah. up, don't know, on the yeah. whole divorce thing and the mum and dad, but I think that's a lot when it's older. When you're younger, you don't really really I have a clue. Agree. So I was thirteen. That's what I mean. Say so if I was thirteen or sixteen, that's gonna really cut me up because yeah. I'm I know like what's going on, what's happening. But when I'm five, they just went to me have a new toy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like yay. Yeah. Okay. And you've got a very close relationship with your mum, and would you say that you looked up to her? I haven't always had a close relationship with my mum. Okay. Um, at school, uh, secondary school, probably till about four years ago, I was vile to my mum. Really? Vile. Why do you think that was? It was depression. It yeah. was depression. And my mum, my mum has been begging me to get help since I was at secondary school because I was just vile, like snapping. And I think she could see it because. Her mum suffered with depression. My mum suffered with depression, and I'm the one. So, so you she... think this is a hereditary thing in your yeah, family? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think she's seen it, and she was like, oh, I want you she to She recognised. Yeah, yeah, and I was just yeah. like, shut up. Do you know what I mean? So you was in denial back then? Yeah, massively. And it's not like, it wasn't as talked about back then as it is now. Do you no. know what I mean? If you was going to the doctors and you were on these fucking, sorry, tablets or whatnot, like... It would have been back then a bit like, oh, she's a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now it is the more... whole shame around it. Yeah, of course. Well, that's the whole reason why I'm doing this that's podcast. That's what I mean. Is There's to destigmatize so... that taboo topic yeah. of feeling ashamed because you don't need to feel ashamed. You know, depression is a big thing mm. and lots of people suffer from it, but it doesn't mean to say that you're boring or you're not interesting because you are hilarious. I've had some of the best times and nights with yeah. you when we've gone out. Mm. Um, so, obviously, you didn't always have that close relationship with your mum. And now looking yeah, back, now you think it's down yeah. to the depression and you clashed and she was probably trying to fight for you to get help, whereas you was rebelling against yeah. whatever it was you was going through. But you say, like, the last four years, you are really close. Yeah, like, I've, I've changed massively. Like, I wouldn't say I'm a majorly happy person. I think... I don't think I'll ever be happy. You said that to me once and it really yeah. upset me and it's stuck in my head. And I think that you will. No, I don't think I will. I think, you know, you know about manic depressants, don't you? And they're one minute they're happy and one minute they're yeah. sad. So they've got that throughout their life. And that's what I am. Like, I, I really am. I've, so I know I'll, I know I'll be okay. I know I'll get days where, you know, I feel all right today. What do you think could make you really, truly happy? Do you think it, if you could, say, take a magic pill and never be depressed again? Yeah. You think that would be the I would answer. rather just take a pill and have no feelings and just be numb. Seriously? Seriously. And you would never experience no. the good stuff? No. To outweigh all the bad stuff, 100%. Okay. So, you're very strong-willed and mm. strong-minded. Do you think that determination also comes from your mum and your nan? Yeah. Because they're all... Yeah. They're really like, because obviously my mum's, you know, been a single mum and stuff, so they're really independent, do you know what I mean? So they're really, you have to be kind of strong-willed if you, you know, you're bringing up two kids by yourself, yeah. things like that. So you see it and you think, you know what, I, I want that kind of bit like, bit of independent, like I don't want to rely on people, like for example, buying my first house, I just didn't want to buy my first house with someone, because I've seen it happen in my own eyes, you know, people fighting for 
you know, I want the, you know, it's just not what I want. I wanted, if things mess up, that I'm full, I'm not relying on anyone. I've got me to fall on, and I'm never going to let myself down. Do you know what I mean? Completely, and I think that's a very grown up. Um, you can't rely on outlook. anyone nowadays. You can't, and it's good to rely on yourself. But things obviously you do can change. be happy with people, and uh, you know you can find someone. I'm not, yeah, like I'm not an anti man, but like, but I just wanted that little bit of like security. For yeah, you. so that my first home will be my security because I want to keep. And it's that. a good nest egg to have. Yeah, you know definitely. it really is. Even if you do end up. Uh, marrying someone else and wanting to buy, you can always rent that out. That's what I mean. And that can I've always be that. yours. I, and that's that. a good. That's Same a good. Pension. You know exactly. That's brilliant. Um, it, I I didn't do that. Mm. Wished I had of. I own yeah, my own house, but with my husband. Yeah, but that's fine. So that's to have it. that, you know, at twenty six, is is brilliant. It's, it's a good outlook. Um, what did you? Obviously, you worked hard to get your GCSEs when you left school. Because you was like, right, I know I'm not the best person yeah. at getting grades. I'm not the most intelligent, brightest spark in the world. But I want to get these GCSEs. And you really took the time to sit down, yeah. revise. And you passed them all. Mm-hmm. And you got really good GCSEs. Did you know what you wanted to do when you left school? No. I think I wanted to be like, you know, be a rep, a holiday rep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something... Outgoing, yeah, to suit your personality, yeah, and then I just didn't want to be one of them. So I think I just fell into like jobs, and then I found out what I was good at. What do you know what I mean? And what are you good at? Nothing, no, um, just like yeah, the admin sort of roles and things like that. I don't think I'll be an admin for the rest of my life because it doesn't pay you a million bucks, but it's travel. Um, you like holidays, I do like holidays, maybe like a I know there's a thing that. There's a job out there where you actually check water slides. You actually go on the water slide and write a review. So I think I could do that. I think that would be a wicked. Do you imagine that? I'd yeah, the water that. slide was really good. Yeah, <laughs> this one's a ten out of ten. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Next I am in. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Water slide was great. Next. This water park in Cancun is spectacular. Let yeah. me tell you. I think that's a brilliant job. Okay, so um, reining it in a little bit and talking about relationships and yeah how you know you can be in a volatile relationship and your unfortunately first serious relationship was very volatile yeah what happened and how old was you um i was about 19 mm-hmm. maybe 19 um yeah about 1920 um yes yeah, so i just because it was my first one, and it was my first time sort of like experienced love. So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm. I'm in love. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with him. The first six months, they were great. You're in the honeymoon period. Yep. And then it all started to go downhill from there. So on both parts, really, it wasn't, I'm not just saying, oh, it was, you know, he's blah, blah, blah. Um, but just all went downhill, sort of the arguing, checking each other's phones, you know, the paranoia. Early on, after six months? I'd say, yeah, about after a year. Why do you think that was? Why do you think there was mistrust to start off with? I can't remember. I don't know whether I maybe saw him messaging someone or he saw me messaging someone. I'm not too sure what it was, but um, I think it just started like that after a year. And then ever since that, it just went all downhill. Like the name call, like the arguments we had were vile. Like we were vile to each other. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, just. Did you know that? you know, this is an unhealthy relationship. I knew it was really toxic. But you know, when you like, you think you're so in love and you think, you know, yeah, we're really toxic, but remember when we did this and remember when we did that. Like, you think you're really in love and it's not till you finally get out that you're like, God, that's so not love. Mm. But at the time, because you think you're in love, you're willing to put up with all the shit and the toxic and the arguments because you think... Yeah, but, you know, we've been together for a year. We've been together for 18 months. You know, you kind of think, well, I'm not throwing it away now. Mm. Um, but, yeah. yeah. So was there any... Um, was he ever violent towards you? Oh, yeah. I mean, at the start, we were both fighting each... Like, about the year, you know, when the start when it got violent. Yeah, so you'd say it was, it was both of you? At the start, it was both of us. You know, I'm not going to hold my hands up. It was both. We were fighting each other like we were brother and sister kind of thing. And then I got help. 
oh, you know, I got, uh, you know, I went to the doctor, I got on the antidepressants, I got help because I wasn't right. Do you know mm. what I mean? I, I knew I wasn't right. I was yeah. angry all of the time. Someone had to say hello to me and my blood was boiling. Like, mm. um, So I got help and we kind of left the relationship then. You know, I got help. I was young. I was going out. And then we thought, oh, we'll give it another go. But because I was a complete different person, he couldn't cope with that. He couldn't cope with that. And I could see traits of me in him. So mm. him being angry and short-tempered, I could be like, I was like, you need help. And then he was the me, like, go away, piss off, shut up. You know what you're talking about? Do you know what I mean? Yes. But I was like, but I've been there, you need help. So because I was a much different person and I could kind of like calm, you know, I'm still quite hot-headed and I'll always be hot-headed because yeah. that's me. I'm like that. But... I could see, like, well, you will exactly like me, you need help. And he didn't like that, so that's when it started to get violent, you know. So do you think he retaliated against you saying, look, yeah, you I know... Yeah, and I think he hated the fact that I was different. I was, a complete, I was in a completely different headspace. I was a completely different person, like... Honest to God, I was so different. You felt stronger. Yeah, like I was just completely different. You didn't different. need him as much, maybe. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need him as much, you know. And I was just a different person. Mm. So yeah, we just argued, and little things would set him off, and then he'd just be vile to me, you know. You know, because they say like research um, has shown that approximately one in four women have experienced some kind yeah. of volatile relationship domestic abuse a lot of people don't even realize it's not always violent either it can no. be mental um and a lot of the focus is around the male um perpetrators and, and female victims but it's also um becoming increasingly recognized that there's a lot of men experience abuse from female partners oh, as no, well men that have it's, it's and a lot in gay um relationships yeah. you know um so you did seek counseling um, and you did get help, uh, and that, yes. That's when I realised what it was, do you know what I mean? Yeah, when I that was, was my question. Yeah, yeah, when I was feeling all this shit, and I went into another relationship then, you know, mm. and I was, this relationship was normal kind of thing, and I yes. was like, well, this is normal, because I was taking stuff out on him still from my previous one, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was still this sort of You're like... still pain. on a bit of a learning yeah, path. Yeah, so when I, went, when I decided to go to counselling, mm -hmm. And that you recommended me I to. I did. Um, I think then it kind of hit me that was like, wow, I was actually in like, you know, an abusive yeah. relationship. Yeah, I mean, it, it was sometimes, he wasn't beating me up and he wasn't doing any of that. Yeah, you know, he'd throw stuff at me and I'm not obviously condoning that, but it was more mental and more physical things like, oh, I'm just going to fucking kill myself. And, mm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, what? You know what I mean? And, you know, I I'm, in, I'm in the hospital now and I'm thinking, what, well, I need to come back and he's not in the hospital. Do you know what I mean? It's all these yeah. things like that that you don't realise are abuse because people just look at it, well, he isn't beating me. I've not got bruises all over my body. Mm. But that's when I, I sat down and talked to her and I remember just being in tears because I remember thinking, yeah. fuck, this is actually happening to it someone like me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, You knew what was happening yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and you did you feel some release when you yeah, know, somebody sat massive, down? I and... felt massively like because she was explaining all these things, and I was like, Yep, yeah, he does that, yep, yeah, he's done that, yep, 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 yep. And it was like, Wow, because you, you did because obviously he was your first love, yeah. Um, you found it hard to leave him, and then you'd get back together, yeah. Was what was the point? Then you thought, That's it, enough is enough because he'd say, Wouldn't you, let's go on holiday. Yeah, come like, away. Come or, on, you know, it's be always yeah. that buying me shoes and buying me nice clothes, you know, all of that stuff. But I don't know what was the point. I don't know whether it was just, um, I mean, I don't know whether it's because I truly was happy, like within myself, like that. I just was like, I really don't need this because I don't even think it was when I got into another relationship because obviously that relationship yeah. ended a year ago and yeah. then I got back with and it was all like yes. you know like that but I don't even think it was that I think it was just I, I was just like sort of like standing back looking at myself thinking god you don't even need this yeah. like I'm a completely Finally. different is person. it like someone just switched a yeah, light on yeah like I'm a completely yeah. different person like because I you had to change your numbers and yeah. a lot as well didn't you because yeah. you really did um, pursue you. Yeah, be and like, I want to take you to these trips in Dubai, you know. And old me would have been like, oh my god, Jerry, yeah, I want to go to Dubai. But I'm just like, no. I'd because just you know really which path it's going to go down think eventually. Of anything worse 
than going to a lovely place like Dubai with you. Just wasn't for me. I was kind of on the path, I'm on a path to sort of road to recovery and he, he's not. Like, he, you know, I, I've begged him to get help. I've, you know, I've always said like, you know, get not to necessarily be with me, but just get help for yourself. Like you really need it. You really are a toxic person. Um, and just not, like you can't really help it anyone unless they're willing to like help themselves like, so true i've been through it you know what I mean? my mum was been crying begging me to get help and i'm just no not ready and one day yeah. i just was like i've got to do it i've got because i'm going to lose everyone because i'm vile mm. i'm good and i'm really pleased that you recognize that and that you are on that road yeah um so with all of the experience that you've had um have you ever experienced any other sort of toxic relationships because sometimes there's a bit of a pattern and, and stereotype in males and females that are that way yeah um do you think that's true yeah i mean yeah i've definitely experienced another one this was more kind of like abusive it starts off with the typical and the mental abuse you mm. know the things like again like telling me how much they love me after a month and the thing is, like I said to you before, I am a manic depressive a lot. Sometimes I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm finally over it. So I go to the doctors, I, you know, cut my tablets down, I'm fine for a month, and then boom, I'm back at square one again. Do you know what mm. I mean? So I'm, I'm like highs and lows. So like, obviously, I thought, mm, you know, I'm fine now. Yeah. I met this other one, and then, yeah, he just completely fucked my life up, really. Mm. How long was you with, was you with him? About seven months, eight months. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you a lot during that time, but we did speak a lot. Yeah, he was vile. Um, and was that more physical? Yeah, more physical. Just, like, really angry, more, like, getting in my face and, like, you know, come on, like, wanting mm. to sort of square up to me, more throwing things. Yeah, just more physical, dragging me around and mm. stuff like that. And obviously... Not nice. That's when it got to him being arrested. Right. And... Because of obviously your first relationship, yeah, you instantly recognised this is gonna go. I just remember kept saying to him like, "You're the type of lad that's gonna hit a girl," like the way you're so angry, little things, and the mm. way you're like so vicious, like you know what I mean. Mm. I remember thinking you're gonna hit a girl. You're the type, and he's like, "No, I'm not." But yeah, and then it just, it just kind of like little things started to happen you know like grabbing me and or wiping my lipstick off my face and mm. you know things like little things like that mm. and you know coming over to me to try and scare me and like you know mm. so but think, obviously you look after yourself as well mm. and you're not i don't think you're the kind of girl that would go and cower in the corner no was, i'm not i, I would retaliate yeah, as well but retaliate. sometimes that makes it worse doesn't it, makes it? it must, i've done it before like i've retaliated and i've like had to sort of fight back, you know, because I think if I'm going to lose anyway, I might as well lose with a fight. Yeah. So I've had to fight back, you know, you've had to. But, mm. but it, it resulted in him getting arrested mm. and you obviously very early on thought, no, let's get out of this. Yeah. Seven months on, you know, it's, it's happened already, which is quite early. Mm. Um, how was you after that? After that? Did you suffer again with your depression? Not so much after that. It's so weird, like, with being, like depressed and stuff because you think it comes at times like that don't you yeah you think it just comes like a time where something, it doesn't always though yeah, sometimes we, you find strength after a, a, yeah, after a, a bad you sometimes know experience I can just be like, like i'm sitting at you know like i could be in like it could be in a happy time like when i bought my house and things were going through with my house and you know everything was all lovely and then it was again it was like fuck's sake man like i've had to go back to the doctor's I was back at the beginning again because I was just saying to the doctor, like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I just want to feel numb. So it's like... For it's... the record, though, although buying a house and your first house is exciting, mm. it is down as one of the most stressful oh, things. Oh, it is a stressful thing. Divorce, like, you know, yeah. all the things that, you, you know, it, yeah, it, it is quite stressful. Yeah, it is stressful, but I think it's less stressful when you... I think it's more stressful when you're moving house to house, do you know what I mean? Yes. So for people that are listening to this and you know, can recognise all the little things that you've said. What would you sort of say are the early telltale signs of domestic abuse or being in a toxic relationship? And what advice would you give to people to get help and get out of that abusive relationship? 
I think obviously you've got the typical, the name calling and all of that, but it's more to do with the, the manipulating side yes. of it. So it's more to do with the things like I had a lot of, you know, uh, how can you do this if, you know, you're just going out, like, how can you do this? I love you. I'm going to kill the myself. Guilt. Yeah, I'm going to drive into a tree, that, that one. Yeah. So it's the obvious, you know, the name calling and, you know, you're this, you're that. And obviously, you know, the physical, but people forget about, you know, the, the stuff that they try and wind you down. Do you know what I mean? So wind getting, you down. Yeah, yeah, so you're getting really weak and stuff. So just sort of being careful of that sort of stuff of the guilt you know that you think oh he does love me though because he doesn't want me to go away and look at him he's like you know like he's mm. threatening to do things because he really loves me like but, but it isn't it's, normal no it's so not normal it's not normal at all and i think that's the first signs a hundred percent like mm. to look out for yeah i think i've got like a radar now yeah and would you say that you know, obviously physical abuse is never nice and, and nor is mental, but sometimes they say mental abuse can be... Oh, much worse. The much worse. Yeah, so, much worse. you know, with people that are sort of struggling with both, um, mm. or one or the other, what would you advise for them to sort of think, right, okay, I've not spoken, maybe they might be too afraid to speak to anybody, they don't know how to get help. Mm. What advice would you give to people that are, you know, afraid to speak up? It's really hard because if you don't really want to speak up even to your friends and things like that, it's it's hard. Like obviously, but they might be frightened because they're frightened of the consequences or mm. the actions. Whereas if you do speak to somebody that you can really trust, yeah, speak to someone who you can trust, you know? or even text somebody. Yeah, just text them if you're finding it really hard to like speak. Because you to spoke someone. to me. Yeah, just text and someone. You, you know, I got you. I recommended somebody for some help. It took you a while, but I had a text message off you to say what was the number of that lady, mm. and I gave it you, and it really helped. So there are things out there that yeah, can happen. Definitely. And it is sometimes just sending a text And to I someone. think as well, it's more popular now. Like not, yes. not, you know, a cool thing, but it's because ha- more people more are talking. Recognized. Because more people, not necessarily more popular, like it's happening more. I think it used to happen the exact same amount years ago, but people are now talking about it. You know, more people are talking about, you know, mental health. More people are talking about this kind of abuse, like it's not okay. You know, more people are talking about it now. So I think... The fact that it's getting more, we're trying to teach people like how to recognise it, how you know the, t- the the early signs of it, you know. Yeah. Whereas beforehand, you could think, well, oh yeah, he just really loves me. So, so I found the police really, really helpful to me. Did you find the police as well? Well, at I times? had to, yeah, like I had to. Of get, course, I had to with, with Paul, I had second. To, I yeah. had to go in and you know show photos, and they were just like so shocked. They were, and, and show messages, and they were just really, really helpful. Like and supportive. They were, yeah, they were offering me like you know, accommodation, which obviously I didn't take. They were saying about, because we lived in a lower ground apartment, um, and he used to, like, climb, you know, to try and open my windows. They, were, they mm. were offering me, like, locks. My my house was on high alert, so say if you ring a 999 call, I'd be the first, you know, with one yeah. of the, because of that. So they were really, really helpful, constantly offering me, you know, help, the woman's aid, like, really, really helpful. Because a lot of people sometimes avoid Phoning the police because I think, you oh, do, well, we've just been do. down as another domestic abuse. If, if I'm honest. A, like, another row. And yeah, we'll you forgotten. do. But actually, I've heard, and you're not the only person that said it, I went to um, a mental health support group meeting where the BBC were there, um, and they were saying it was actually the police that were the most supportive. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it was, you know, the first one that I seen, he came round to my house and I was showing him these sort of like calls and, you know, and he was just like, it was a bit shit. But then I thought, after like he attempted to climb me a window, I thought, God, I've got to go there again. And I just mm. didn't want to fucking do it. Do you know what I mean? I just wanted him to stop. And I remember saying, please stop. I'm going to call, well, you know, I'm going to have to go in and speak to the police. Because it's frightening, isn't it, when you think someone's yeah, going to call up and get into your house? you know, buy your car, knowing where you work and all that. And then it wasn't until I went in the second time and I got two new police cars and I just kind of went in and just said, listen, you know... I just, if you could just call him or go around his house and tell him, you know, stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because I thought, oh, you know, they're not really they're not that interested. And I just said, you know, he's done, I've printed a few pictures out what he's done to me, you know, kind of blase about it. Mm. Here's the chats that he said. It wasn't until them saying, like, no, we, this is serious. We're going we're gonna to take him, like, this is it, we're gonna, it's done, like, them being like, we want to take him for GBH, all of this sort of stuff. It wasn't until them looking at the pictures, like, saying, no, this is not normal. Or acceptable. Yeah, not ex- acceptable, like, 
it's not happening at all. It wasn't till them saying that we, you know, we apologise about the other policeman. What he should not have like just, you know, brushed it away. Brushed it off. This is like really serious. It wasn't till then that I was like, oh fuck, maybe it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of hit and miss, but um, but they have. But they're not all like bad. Do you know what I mean? Mm, good, good. Okay, so um, on a brighter note away from all of those experiences what makes you happy what um what would you say actually that with everything that you've been through that's made you the person that you are today because you are strong mm. and you are determined yes you've got depression yeah that's going to be part of your life mm. you might you never know one day it might just go but you so. might find that the older that you get the more you manage it my mum suffered with manic depression her whole life mm. i grew up thinking she you know trying to get her to go here trying to get her to go there couldn't get her out of bed a lot of the time um and she is a very intelligent and very funny lady um she never really has many things to say good about herself but actually she is um good at a lot of things and she's nearly she's 64 next month and i've started to see a change i never thought I'd be sat here saying it, but it's true. She attended a lot of sort of a like me course mm. where you learn to like yourself. Mm. Um, and she hates group therapy. It was like, I don't want to go. I was like, but you've got to, this is going to help. You know, you haven't got to do anything, but I said, I think this will be good for you. Yeah. And she went and didn't like it for the first few weeks. And, you know, she was really down and... It's hard to sort of talk about. I'm exactly like that, exactly like your mum. Like, do yeah. you mean doing things that you know that you like? Yeah. And I don't like? No. And I don't think, I think that's important. I think that's one thing, being able to say no to things you don't want to do in life. Mm. But I, I, it's, you have got to be open minded. You, you have. have. Got to try and things. I was like, come on, mum, you know, how many things have we been through? What have you got to lose? She was like, nothing. I said, you know, we're still going to be here as a family for you. Just go. She's never, like, hardly ever completed any courses or anything like mm. that on self-help. And by about the third week, she didn't say she hated it. She didn't? No. I was like, oh. By the fourth week, she was like, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go back next week. By the fifth week, it was like, I like these people. And she completed the course and... You know, there was homework that she was given about liking herself. But she, there was, I think there was a group of three of them. And she actually brought something to them where she was able to help yeah. the other people. And she was actually played a very important role. And, you know, she's, she's always going to suffer with depression. It's never going to go. But she's starting to see things in a different light that I never thought. 64 years. Yeah, you um, never thought you'd see it. No, never. So, you know... You know, although you say, I don't think I'll ever be happy and I'm always going to have depression, that might be the case, but you mm. might see things as you get older. Yeah, like, I don't think I'll always be, like, miserable, but I mean, like, you know, like, I won't be, I'll never be fully happy. Like, I mm. could I could have, like, my dream car, my dream house, and a million pounds in the bank, and people would be like, oh, look at her, grateful bitch, but I'd it's never not. ever Money be doesn't make you happy. truly happy. Like, no. I just won't be happy. So... What do you think has made you, with everything that you've been through, the person that you are today? Because you have come a long way. I think way. it is with everything that you've been through that makes you the person you are, isn't it? Like, I mean, I wouldn't take anything back. Like, I wouldn't take all of the shit that I've had away mm. because it makes me, like, for example, like, even me with my depression, like, I've helped one of my friends when I noticed it. I wouldn't have helped to help her because I, if I didn't have it, do you know you what I mean? see it in other people. So I've seen it, so I made her go to the doctors and things like that. So... I think it's just the things that you've gone through that make you who you are mm. and I wouldn't have changed it really because no it is what it is it is isn't it it does mm. make you who you are today um a question who's your role model and why I don't really have a person do you not see I thought you did because Grace has got a very very large tattoo of Marilyn Monroe so that's why I asked the question because I thought I wonder if she is no, I don't really have one. You see, I really don't want to have a role model or I don't want to, like, have... Do you know what I mean? I like, do. it's my life and I'll just live it like how I want. Good. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really... I mean, there's loads of people that, you know, you look up to and you want to be and they're amazing, but I don't have one specific person that I'm like, 
wow. And you believe in yourself. Yes. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> that, that's a good answer. I like that a lot. Um, social media. Mm. So Bad. But good in some respects. Like for things like this. Yeah, like it but, is. But then you th I think it's created it as well. Yes. It's created a lot of the problems. I do think. I don't know what could change really, but I do think things need to change. I know when I was off it for a month, I was really happy, and then I, you know, got it back and. Because we, you, I said, you know what? I'm thinking of, you're not on. You was like, we were going out, and yeah. you said, well, I'm not on social media, and I was like, oh really? You was like, yeah, I've decided to have a break, and I was mm. like, I've just been reading about having a detox break. Mm. And I think they're important. They're so important. Oh, that's what I massively recommend. Even if you're just coming off with it at the start, a week, which is a lot, really, because you're on it every day, all day. I'm, I'm still the same. I'm still logging on, looking at people who I don't really care about. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. They don't really know me. Comparing my life to their fantastic lives. But you think that you think that they've got, but in you know, you don't know they're not doors, They could be exactly. really miserable. It's portraying so this all, pretense, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's. I think that's bad. I don't think there's. Be things like I don't think you should be able to photoshop an airbrush, I don't think any of that should be allowed. Like, you know, little things like that. I don't think, you know, and I think because they and are, I also aren't think they? as well, people need to sort of like take their own responsibility as well. Like, even myself, like, you need to be able to look at a picture and be like, that's not fucking true. Do you know what I mean? Or that they're doing that for advertising, you know, they're like, we need to like maybe not be so naive and, yeah. and realize that. They're be getting, a bit more real. Yeah, they're getting paid for that. Look, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if we were getting paid for it, we'd do the same. So people need to realise as well, take a little bit of their own yeah. responsibility. Because but, a lot of celebrities are actually um, advertising the fact that, yeah, we don't use airbrushing. Yeah. This is my real body. I've just run a marathon in my pants. Um, I'm not bothered if I look a bit fat today. This yeah. is who I am. Yeah, I've got no makeup on. That's the good side of social I think media. So. That is the good side of social media. I think but that's coming lot, into more. There's a lot more bad at the moment, like yeah. the false and stuff like that. But I think going forward, and like I said, people talking about stuff more, I think it will get better and it has to get better because, mm. you know, it has damaged so many people and their lives and... You know, thinking what's real thinking but it what's isn't real and why have i not got a fucking four by four at the age of 25 and why am i not living in an eight bed house do you know what i mean so it's like a lot of that but i think as well people need to sort of you know look at themselves and go you know let's not be so fucking yeah, it's naive. About streamlining do you know what it, I mean? it you know yeah. come on let's be sensible about this what's real what isn't i think having breaks from it is really good. i think so the it detox really breaks was good for me and i like, I'm kicking myself at going back. Like, I might have another a month break because yeah. it was just lovely. It is, isn't it? it we both so went out nice that night. And it was just lovely. And we didn't have any social media. No we pressure had the to be best like, time. Yeah, post a picture of me here. Because you don't need to tell everyone what you're doing. Yeah, you every don't. weekend or every really minute cares. of every day. Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah, because when you see the same old people, you think, oh, they're at it again. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, it, it's true. Um, it's brilliant for using it things like what I'm doing, promoting a Yeah, podcast absolutely, and because you're helping people, so. do you know what I mean? And yeah. even if you're just getting through to like one or two people, that's yeah. still a massive and that's, my, and that's my aim. It's like even when I, I uploaded a video um, last week, mm. I'm so nervous doing it. I just think, oh, but you're putting you out, you're putting yourself out your comfort zone for the good. Do you know what I mean? Like me today, like I really don't, I don't really talk about this no. stuff. I don't really talk about it to my mum. I don't talk about it to anyone. Like yeah, people know about it, but, but it's they not don't, talked about. Yeah, they don't know the ins and outs. They don't really know how I was feeling and all that shit and what it's affecting me. So I don't really talk about. It. I don't, you know, like you know, I was really nervous to talk about it, and it's not really something that I want to talk about. If I'm honest, but. If it's gonna just put one person or you know to even think about oh my boy i'm in a volatile relationship then that's good and the fact that you've come on mm. and spoke so openly i yeah. didn't think you'd speak so openly so i am really grateful <laughs> and hopefully it does help other people and that's the whole point of this yeah so you're 26 you've just moved into your new house mm. um what else is new and exciting what what do you where do you see yourself what what do you want out of life, what makes Grace if happy? What I want is I literally want to just start working on myself. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. want to get, you know, because I was... Love it! I was a happy little girl, do you know what I mean? And I want to be back to that, 
you know, like I'm starting to get my independence and I am actually really proud of myself. I've just brought my first ties Massively. by myself. It's really hard nowadays. So just that has kind of gave me a bit of like, oh, okay, I can, yeah, I can do it. Do you know you what can. I mean? I can do something. And you have. That's what I mean. So I think I don't really want to name, you know, that's made me happy or this has made me happy. I just want to kind of just... Take each day. Take each day as it comes. And I just want to focus on just being a bit happier and doing things out Being comfortable with yeah, yourself. and doing things out And being able to say, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Knowing what truly makes you happy because... I think I, I may have said this before, like to, you know, on other po podcast interviews. You know, when you're growing up, I can remember, you know, like all my friends were into Take That and the Spice Girls, mm. and you know, you go along with what you think yeah, is you do. in, and then you, then you kind of real to get to an age, you think I actually don't fucking love the Spice Girls or yeah. don't like that. Yeah, and and sometimes it's good to think yeah. outside the box and it be different good, and yeah. unique, and it's brave to be like that, especially yeah, with social media. Good. I watched um, the Voice Kids. Yeah. Um, the first time I've watched it, I, I switched it on a Saturday night, and I think her name was Gracie Jane. Great name. It was a great name, yeah, Gracie Jane. My middle name, Jane, as well. Just get that in. But she was wasn't your you know your stereotypical um, type young girl. She had the most incredible voice. Yeah. She'd got an old voice and head on and young, young shoulders, and she said. I'm not into the same music that my friends are into. I like Tina Turner. And she came out with these other it's artists. Okay, it's different, and I it? sat there and thought, I love this girl. And I just thought, if every little girl or every little boy mm. had that self-belief and it's okay to, you know, not be into Little Mix. I love Little Mix, but, but you know, not being into like the the stereotypical yeah, don't follow girl the crowd. Yeah. You're into something different. That's okay. But it's I good to be well, unique. We need to get the message across as well that it is good to be unique. So when you're young, you know, you don't really want to stand out the crowd. You don't really want to be noticed, do you? Because you thought you'll be noticed as the fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, how, how it actually I mean. feels. So you have to get like, it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. okay. Like, I used to say to my friend and stuff, like, it's all right to not be okay. Like, you are allowed to, to not have be days okay. where you just you just want to cry for no fucking reason so just cry for no fucking reason exactly and i have those days so. we're all human aren't we yeah we're not robots. i'm the same well you know we i mean when we first met i was in a right vulnerable position yeah and did was lost things were all over the place you know i felt like my world had been i didn't know which path i was going i thought i did and you used to give me such brilliant advice and that's why I really wanted you on this podcast. Because although you might say, oh, yeah, I'm a thicko and I'm never the bright... I'm not the brightest spark in the world. But you gave me really good advice that I listen to and I still listen to today. And I'm grateful for. Mm. So, you know, being unique and sort of empowering, you know, women. Owning your own weirdness and owning your own... Do you know what I mean? Of course. Definitely. I'm a fucking weirdo. And I, I am in my own right, yeah. you know. I mean, people say, oh, yeah, Emily's mad and she's weird. Yeah, and I get that. I'm like, yeah, and I like it. I'm yeah. happy being into the bands that I'm into. Yeah. And not, you know, I've never been the kind of girl that... Girly girl. No. No, yeah, no, no. People look at me and they think, oh, she's such a girly girl, but really I am... A man. <laughs> you eat like a man. Yeah. I met with her. I smell like a man too. Like she walks like a man. No, she she doesn't. But yeah, you have. You've got to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think that's, that's a step to being happy, isn't it? Knowing yeah, who you knowing, are. Yeah, knowing who you are and what you like and what you don't. So that's your path. Being happy with grace. I've got to just work, work on that. And work on that. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed it all. Um, have you got any to end sort of don't look down favorite quotes by anybody or any phrases or mottos in it's, life i've got two the typical one is everything happens for a reason love it it definitely so does it definitely definitely does everything happens for a reason you know if something bad happens it's because something's good's coming up something better when so, one door I mean? closes another one open and is when you think you're in a really bad time or a difficult time, just think that this time next year you're going to be in a completely different. Whether you know you're going, you could be in the same home, what? But your head would be completely different. Do you know what I mean? Like I think to myself, like over the years, 
like what I've been through. And I would have been like, you know, at the time, like what the fuck's happening? And how each year has just been so different. Do yeah. you know what I mean? You're gonna, it, you can't see it things, when you're in it. Yeah, you can't, but just think, you know, if you've got a really shitty job that you don't like and you're looking or, you know, you know, you're not gonna be in that place next year. Nothing stays the same nothing, forever. Yeah, nothing's that. Everything's moving. Everything is changing. So if you think you're going through like a shit time, you just think next next year or that place next year, it's gonna be different. Yeah. It could be that you're in a relationship and someone's left you, and yeah, you feel or that just, awful yeah. feeling of feeling loved, and you think you know that makes you then feel vulnerable of oh no, what's wrong We've with me? We've all been in it, it's, yeah. And you oh. think. And you What's look back wrong and with think, it? It was nothing wrong with me. Yeah, you look back and think, why the fuck was I crying what? over that? Yeah, like, so happy. exactly. Like, but it, it will happen. So like, mm. just yeah, everything happens for a reason, and that good things fall apart, so better things can fall together. It was brilliant, Grace. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Do you want me to do my news report? Yes. Da -da -da -da. Good afternoon and welcome to Emily Taylor's podcast with yours truly, Grace Sturdy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Grace. And for anybody listening to this podcast that is suffering from any form of domestic and sexual violence or abuse, both, both mentally and physically, there's a couple of numbers that you can call. There's the Refuge 24-hour National Domestic Abuse Helpline, and that number is 0808 247. That's 0808 247. There's also the 24-hour women's and male domestic and sexual violence helpline. That number, again, it's 24 hours, is 0808 802 1414. That's 0808-802-1414. For the people that don't want to actually um, make the calls or may find that difficult, there's also an option for text. So if you text support to 07797-805839, text support to 07797-805839 and you can also email and that is 24hrsupport at dvhelpline.org. That email again is 24hrsupport at dvhelpline.org. Org. You can also visit those websites and get the information and the contact from there as well. Thank you. Thank you.